Welcome to our second Focus Females Global Chat Cafe for this year. And tonight is going to be pure fire. I have been trying to get this sister on this show for a couple years now, but as God would have it, she was on her journey, I was on mine. We were parallel, but we were not in the same lanes. We are walking in our purpose and our past, our, our passion, our purpose, our passion, and we're walking towards our destinies. I am so sorry, people. I was just speaking with Sister Marcella, and I told her that 
I am so tired and confused. I've been working with people all over the world in so many different time zones, um, on the road early in the morning, 3 a.m., and now we're here for the show tonight. And there's so many things going on, but tonight is all about Sister Marcella D. Moore. Welcome to all of you who are joining us over here in the call query. Thank you for being here. Uh, Before we get started, I always start with our salutations and some small greetings. Welcome to Guest 344, who just popped in over in our show chat room. If you are logged in as a guest over in our show chat room uh, and you want to participate in our discussion, you have to log in under a regular screen name or give us a call at 646-478-4726. That's 646-478-4726 to uh, join us on air. Uh, For those of you who are in the call query right now, when the show gets started and you feel a need to chime in, you'd like to be on air, all you have to do is press the number one on your phone And that will put you in the call query, and we will take your call in order that you push the number. First one to push is at the top of the list, of course. So, again, welcome to all of you who are listening. So let me tell you a little bit about who I am. I'm your host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. The Mediator, and she wrote right here at your ground zero. And when I say the word ground zero, it does not mean by any means that we are at rock bottom It simply means that we are on solid ground. We can gain our footing. We can dig in deeply, and then we can prepare to propel ourselves to new heights so that we can soar with the eagles. I want to get our show started because Sister Marcella has been running just as much as I have, and we have a lot of information to share with you this evening. So let me tell you a little bit about Sister Marcella D. Moore, a.k.a. Minister Marcella D. Moore. She's a servant, leader, speaker, motivator, author, and mentor. Marcella, affectionately known as Cella D., I call her Big Sis, but that's a show for another day, has been inspiring and empowering individuals for more than two decades. She's an inspirational speaker, minister, motivator, mentor, author, CEO, and founder of Motivate and Pray, Inc. By means of teleconference and live events, she uplifts members of her audience with powerful words that inspire them to reach new heights. Marcella is known to her audience as the reminder, motivator, and life giver. She serves as a minister at the Abundant Life Family Worship Church under the leadership of Bishop George and Pastor Mary Seawright. She facilitates a weekly Motivate and Pray Empowerment Call and the monthly Caring for the Caregiver Support Call. Both teleconference calls serve as a resource for motivation, inspiration, empowerment, encouragement, but last but not least, prayer. So with that said, I'm going to welcome Sister Marcella to the Healing Through Heard I Talk Radio Network here on the Focus Female Global Chat Cafe for the very first time as my very special guest. Without further ado, Minister Marcella D. Moore is live with us. Hey, sis, hello. Hey, sis, how are you? 
<laughs> you know, it is my delight and pleasure to be here with you tonight. This is a special. This is special for me. And like you said, uh, we've 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 had our years when we connected on a weekly basis. We were, you know, supporting each other back to back, seeing each other, talking, and all of that. And then there came a time where we separated for a moment, but that separation. It was not uh, negative by any means. It was a very positive thing because it was uh, the outcome, in a sense, of everything that we had built together. Now God is sending us on these paths and these journeys that we both have. And I'm telling you, you are doing some amazing things. I am so proud of you. Um, everything what you're doing with the law school still speaking life to others. And it's just amazing. So I am so glad that this is the place, this is the time, this is the date, this is the season for us to be able to connect again. And God is faithful, and I'm just delighted to be here tonight. And I thank you so much, sis. You know me. I'm grinning from ear to ear because I usually, you know, I every now and then I'll talk to people about all the things that me. I am doing personally, but it's so much for me in my spirit and in my soul to make sure that the people who are within the sound of our voices, they understand that I'm here for them. And, you know, I, I sometimes I'll say something like a few weeks ago, I had the lowest grades, I think, in my entire academic history in a class. I was like, okay, I just was not on point. And um, I like to share my, you know, my stumbles and my falls because it happens to the best of us. And when we can share it and learn from it and get over it, the next week I had perfect scores across the board. So, again, um, you know, tonight for all of the listeners, this show is about, as you all said, if you've been following me on social media, you know that I always say if your cup is half empty or you need a fill, this is where you need to be tonight. This is what you need to be listening to because Sister Marcella, as she said, let me tell you something. This lady has been a mover and shaker for years. She started off with her Motivate and Pray program on Saturday mornings with just a handful of people. But you know when two or more gathered, you know what, God is always going to be there. And sometimes even when you feel as though you're walking alone, guess what? Guess who's walking with you? Even if you can see no man in sight, God is always with you. And uh, Sister Marcella has done some great things. Um, Motivate and Pray has expanded now. It has become a nonprofit. Um, I'm going to turn the mic over to you, sis, so you can tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what it is exactly that um, inspired you to get on this mission, on this journey that you're on right now. Thank you so much. So who am I? I am Marcella Denise Moore. I am the oldest daughter of Jesse and Pearl Moore. My story is that my mom moved here from New Jersey um, when she was a teenager. And when she was a senior in high school, she got pregnant with me. And she got pregnant with me, and she was raised by her great aunt. When she was 12 years old, her her mother passed away, so her aunts, who are my great aunts, they raised her. So, you know, they wanted the best for her. She was a teenager in high school, getting ready to graduate, and she comes to them and she tells them that they find out that she's pregnant and they wanted to send her up the street 
you know, to send, to see the lady, you know, that lady that um, mm-hmm. was in the neighborhood who took care of everybody's problems. You went to her with something and you came back from her with nothing. And my dad stepped in um, when he found out that was going to happen. He went over and he knocked on the door of my great aunt and my great uncle. And they said, listen, that's my baby right there. And y'all not going to do anything with it. If I have to marry her, I will marry her. He graduated high school. He joined the Air Force. He married my mom. And when they got married, my last name came out. My last name was Moore because back then, you know, you really had to be married to have your father's last name. And um, so my dad fought for me. And I'm here today with the voice that I have because my dad, with his own young self, didn't know nothing about nothing, who raised himself. He married a woman, had four children by her, uh, took care of his mother. He was the oldest of nine children. His mother had him when he was 15 years old. He stood up because I believe that somewhere deep down inside of him, he knew that there was a voice in me that would be relevant in this day and season. So because of that, um, I'm here today as a servant leader. Um, I, didn't, I didn't come this way because this was the plan that I pe- uh, designed for myself. It's something that I just stepped into trying to run from it. Uh, I was married at an early age, at the age of 21. My ex-husband and I were married for 17 years. We birthed three children. Two of my children are living, and we traveled the world. My ex-husband was a minister. I traveled. I served him. I made sure he was good, good wife, good mother, only to discover that uh, he had a child outside of my marriage. So after my divorce and everything, I relocated, got my children. We started all over again. And at that time, I knew that because I was still hurt and I was broken, that I was not interested in ministry in the way that I had with my ex-husband. So I continued to, you know, help people on the side, tell people I'm not a minister, I'm a, I'm a speaker. That's what I used to say. I'm a speaker. I'm a speaker. And, you know, just continued living and still walking in the strength of who I am as far as an encourager, as far as a motivator, as far as an exhorter, not knowing how to really define all of that because when you say, you said tell the people who you are, I had to learn who I was and I had to learn who I am because, you know, coming up and we look at our mothers and we see the different things around us, we have this a perception of what a, a woman is supposed to be or what a lady is supposed to be. And because I was not the the mother and the wife that my mother was most of her life, I, I became a single mother, so I had to redirect and reconstruct my life and get some clarity as to who I was and where I was going and seeing myself as the woman that God created me to be and that even though I was a divorced woman, that I was not... Um, uh, I, I can't even think of the word that I want to use, but because a lot of times, and I know that there are people, women who are listening, and even men who listen, sometimes we allow those labels to be placed on us. So I went from being a, a married woman to a divorced woman to a single parent, and I did not brace those words, single parent, I, because I those, every time I heard those words, I heard failure. 
So I had to learn to love myself for who I was by, first of all, accepting my life as it was right now because I I wanted this life that my mom had. She was a stay-at-home mom. My dad hooked her up. She had her own car, washer, dry home, taking care of the kids. Her uh, house was her queendom. And I wanted that for myself because I knew how I felt on those days when I was sick and on those days when I came home and my mom always had a, a hot cooked meal for me. And she, when I was sick, she took care of me. It wasn't at work and having to leave work and trying to find a babysitter. I didn't grow up in any of that, that environment, but now I find myself in this environment where my whole world has changed and I'm not knowing how to function in it because that's not how I grew up. So as as life went on and I, I learned to love Marcella again, I learned to embrace me for who I was and who I am. I understood that I was married and my marriage did not work. I understood that that did not stop God from loving me the way that he loved me way before I even met my husband. So as life went on, I continued to walk it out. I began to get some clarity, and then my mom got sick. And, and Maria, you know this part of my story because you walked with me through a lot of this. And my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer, and yeah. it was so funny because through all her, her treatments and everything that she experienced, every time she went somewhere, she had this heart to see me back in ministry like she saw me when I was with my husband. And we would always have the conversations, and I was like, no, nah, Mom, I'm not interested. You know, I met my quota. I tell God all the time, I met my quota already, so I really don't, you know, he's not requiring me to do all of that. And if he is, he really needs to find someone else to do that because I'm just not interested anymore. And prayer has always been a huge part of who I am. It is just like God just dropped that in me and I had this had this this urge and this unction to be, to always pray and I I can't explain it. And even though I've always had that unction, it still was a disconnect there that I had with God because I realized as time went on that I placed God in the same category as all of the men who walked away from my life. So my first child that I had, my son, he died. And then three weeks later from that, my dad, who was only 45 years old, he died. So my son died and left me. My dad died and left me. My, I found my grandfather as an adult. I didn't grow up with him in my life, but I found him. And as soon as I found him, he died and left me. He died and left me, and then my ex-husband walked away. So I had these men who were vital in my life, and they walked away from me. And although I said that I loved to pray and prayer was in me, there still was this separation where I kept God at a distance in a sense because I felt, though, in his masculinity that he would be and do the same thing that all of the other men in my life who I loved dearly would eventually do. He'd get me excited and love on me and then just simply walk away. So during that time, dealing with my mom, and every time my mom went somewhere, she'd be, oh, you okay? She'd meet people, and everyone loved her because she had a wonderful spirit. And from from this, she she would ask them, are you okay? Do you need prayer? And they would all say, yes, we're dealing with uh, stage four cancer survivors. We're dealing with people in radiation. We're dealing with people in protons, and we're dealing with people at the hospital. So they're always going to say, yes, I want and or I need prayer. 
for every day, just back to back to back. She put me in this position while I was praying for people, and then eventually I was doing it so much that something ignited on the inside of me, and then it just placed me back in that purpose that God has for me. And ever since then, uh, my mom, she has sent, she went on to be with the Lord. She said yes to eternity. And I've just been going forth ever since then, not even understanding what was going to take place and understanding how this would all turn out. But that's what happened. And, and as you mentioned earlier, I started Motivate and Pray with just nine of us on the call. And I was number nine, so family members and friends who always pulled on me, they always wanted to pray about something. And I said, well, how about if we just get together on a Saturday morning and I pray for you all for 15 minutes and then from there, you know, encourage you and you'll be on your way. In my mind, I'm just getting them together, you know, so I can speak to them one time and then they won't bother me again until the following Saturday. Those were my plans, but God had something and something else in mind. So from there, we just every Saturday it began to build up. They started telling their friends people would come on. And we just, we, we, we formed this community, we formed this family where we all gathered together on Saturday mornings. And then just from there, I began to do different events because I wanted these people who heard my voice every Saturday. And some of them did not belong to churches. Some of them were loners. Some of them isolated themselves because of life. And I just wanted to create avenues and platforms for us to be able to come together. And we just began doing that, whether it was through teleconference, whether it was through live events, and then eventually I realized that this was turning into something more and that I needed to take the necessary steps to go ahead and make it official. And I made it official this year. Um, in March we received our official 501c3, and I'm so um, happy about that because it gives me the opportunity to really expand who we are and what we do. And Motivate and Play is not just uh, a ministry quote unquote church piece, but we we are um we have a heart for the community. This past Saturday we had an event that was called Empower Me and we had instructors come from and they taught classes on credit, they taught classes on identity theft, life insurance, wills, um, job interviewing, uh, home buying the fire department came and talked about fire and safety. The Black Nurses Association came and talked about self-care. Um, so we had so many people, so many professionals. They came in and they gave up their time, and they came and we presented this to the community. And my goal and my thought process in terms of dealing with this past Saturday is I say that we give you wings and then we teach you how to fly. We go a step further. We give information and resources that help enrich lives. And, and so that's who we are. That's what we do. We will pray with you until we can't pray anymore. But after we pray with you, we understand that there's another step that a person, an individual must do. We pray first, and then we must do something. And in that doing something, I, I, I make an effort to give the information and resources that individual needs just so that they can live a better life. So that is mostly um, the, the the backdrop of me and Motivate and Pray. Um, in addition to that, I am an ordained uh, minister at my home church, and that just happened this year, although I've been in ministry before. And two years ago, I, I received my license from the same church, 
and now I am an ordained elder in this church, which means that I'm, I, they, I, I can do the weddings, the funerals, um, and there are a level of responsibilities that I have at this church, and the church is a thriving church. It's a growing church, and I'm just honored that God loves me so much that that he didn't give up on me even when I wanted to give up on myself. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I'm grateful to be alive. I celebrate my single parent status. Many years I did not, um, but I understand now that God had entrusted me with two beautiful souls, that he knew that I had the, the things that were necessary to be able to speak into their lives and to encourage them to be their best selves and, 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 and walk out the purpose they have in this life. And in addition to that, God has just expanded my territories because outside of my children, I have many sons and daughters outside of them. I have baby girls. I have baby sisters. There's so many people that God has given me, even um, – to make up for, in a sense, when I talk about uh, the people, the men who I loved walked away from me. God is so amazing because he, when we feel like we lose something, he has a way of giving us more than we can ever imagine. So I celebrate life today. I celebrate the gift that God has given unto me. I celebrate the fact that God has trusted me with these gifts to be able to speak life to others and to be a reflection and a representation or a representative of his love for us. So that's it, sis. Amen. I, I want to say this, that um, for all of you who are listening and will listen to the replay as well, because it's late in some of the countries that are usually on when I do my early morning shows, so they will catch the replay. But, um, you know, you pack so many things into there. And I always tell people that listening to your story, um, all the things that you had gone through to bring you to this point, I always tell people that our means are different slightly, but the end is the same. And we end up in a hurt position, and God puts us on a healing path, and then that's the journey that we're walking now. And I'm, I'm, bear with me to all the listeners because I was trying to uh, read something to you before the show started, but when they, I got the five-second countdown, I knew it was going to cut off our private conversation. But So tonight, people, you can't get any better than this right here at this moment. You are here. Those of you who are on the call, query, you are meant to be here tonight. I hope you do chime in when we get started on tonight's discussion with Minister Marcella, uh, you'll hear me call her minister, you might hear me call her sister Marcella, you might hear me call her big sis, because they all apply in our relationship. So for those people who um, may get a little bit upset, not necessarily that you all are on tonight, but some people are like, this is minister Marcella. And I'm like, but to me, she's my sister first. She was my that's sister right. before that's she was right. minister Marcella. That's so, right. And, and, and that's, and that's right. it. That's what we're going to talk about. You know, tonight is, is certain people and how they view uh, certain things. And um, tonight, one of the things that's happening, because I always said that um, when Sister Marcella's around, she's the one that keeps me grounded because I'm the rebel on a mission with a cause. I will go to the edge, but I will not cross over the edge. So she is the person who grounds me and keeps me in prayer because I was speaking maybe about two shows ago for my Sunday morning show that um, 
I said many years ago, I believe it was you and Sister Tina, way back when, I was going through something, and you two called me on a conference call, and you said Mm -hmm. you didn't want me to say one word, and you all just prayed for me. Let me tell you something, people. This is the type of human being this sister is. She'll get together, and when she can feel, we can feel that something is wrong. Because I know a while ago I had called you on a Saturday, and you were going through something. And I think you laughed at me and my pathetic existence the whole time. I said, <laughs> now, you know, what would you, WWJD, I don't think he would be laughing at me. I said, never mind, because then we started talking about God and his jokes. I said, never mind, he's probably laughing too. So these are the types of conversations that we can have. And tonight will be no difference because one One trend that I'm seeing, because I work globally, it's not just in the United States. Um, And let me share this with you all for the listeners. I always do this at every show because every week I try to look at my analytics and things and see who the power hitter countries and provinces are. And for the last week, um, Sister Marcella, um, it was the United States, the U.K., Cambodia, Australia, Kuwait, Argentina, France, Uganda, and Mexico. And that was just the countries and provinces throughout the world that were the highest listenership for us. And even here, um, it looks like tonight, from what I can see in the call query, North Carolina is showing up and showing out for you. Um, A lot of these area codes seem to be North Carolina. Um, and New Jersey, uh, let's see, who's 917? Is that Pennsylvania? I think that's Pennsylvania. But um, that, No, 917 is New York. New York. 917 mm-hmm. is New York. Okay. Yeah. So it's New York. So, again, um, for those of you, we're going to get into a deep conversation here because of something and a trend that I've had to deal with this week alone And um, I'm going to go back and read what I was reading to Sister Marcella earlier because I had shared a post on social media a couple days ago, and then someone else picked it up and reshared it from me. And I would say 99.9% of the people who responded could relate to what the post had said. And then I'll tell you what happens after that. But the title of the post is The Unpopular Opinion. And what it said, sis, was, I hate it when people say he's still your dad or she's still your aunt. Just because someone is your family doesn't mean you have to keep them in your life if they are toxic or abusive. Blood means nothing. Sometimes don't let people guilt you into being in contact with someone who isn't good for for your physical or mental health. Don't make yourself go through that much pain, please is what they said, and 99.9% of the people um, could relate and agreed to that. And um, then one particular person chimed in, and the gist of what she said was that maybe that toxic person could use a lift from you, or maybe you could be an example of how to treat others. If the person is that bad, then maybe you should be honest and tell them how they make you feel. When... Um, If their bad behavior continues, then shorten your visits, but never cut people out of your life, especially relatives, is what they said. And um, I chimed back in and I said, nowhere does it say in the Bible to allow people to harm you. 
um, that people that are harming you and mistreating you and abusing you, and you you know my story, it's been abuse the entire life. And the sister went on, um, you know, we got into a discussion about the Bible and this and that. And um, I said, you know, a lot of people can pick some verses from the Bible to justify their agendas. Now, I need you all to, to just work with me here. So I wrote back and I told her that. And I said, what about Matthew 7, 6? Do not give um, dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Now, so many of us, such as myself, we have been abused from childhood up to now, and nothing has changed. And when God wants me to do a mission, until I walked away from everyone who harmed me and those who did not want to help and those who were really chains to me, I didn't prosper. I didn't move because I was still weighed down trying to. Be that person. And this person says, make your time less. So I'm saying instead of me getting abused for three hours, you're telling me I should cut down my abuse to one and a half. Do I pray for these individuals? Yes, I do. But I cannot be in that company if I'm to move forward. So I want, and those of you on the line, feel free to press the number one on your phone and chime in on this. But, Marcella, I wanted to get your personal, your prophetic uh, opinion or response to this because this is becoming an epidemic of people um, using because as I said and I went on uh, early in my later in my response and I said you know we're speaking about the Bible to a degree I said my mother used to always use the Bible verse that says um, what is it Exodus twenty twelve honor your mother and your father that your days may be long on the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Now, whenever my mother thought or knew that I was about to stand up for myself, she would hit me with that phrase. From the time I was young, she would hit me with that Bible verse. And because we were a very religious family, you know, great-grandmother, mother of the church, we walked in like royalty, sat on our front pew. Those were our seats. Nobody else better not be in them. You know, the whole nine yards. We had Sunday church all day, Sunday breakfast, lunch, dinner at church. Then you had Monday night prayer. Then you had Tuesday night worship. Then you had midweek worship and all of these things. So whenever my mother said that, I got scared again and I went back because I didn't want fire and brimstone in my life to turn into more, for lack of a better word, hell than it already was. So, you know, I was beaten. I was called out of my name. You know, I, I didn't have low self-esteem. I had no self-esteem as a child. So just just what, two years ago, I had to make that choice to give up on trying to give that olive branch to a bunch of meat eater. I had to walk away. And when I did that, God just kept sending me all these different messages and things to help me to move on, to get to where I am. And like you said, I went to school when I, I said, I don't want to do this. I can't, Lord, I can't do this. You know, maybe I'll start next year. And the school called me and told me that they had one opening back in 2016, 2015. And that one opening, school started on my birthday. So that let me know, okay, God, you're starting to send me messages already. Let me take this leap of faith. And then it was one thing after another that kept happening. And that night when I knew that I had to let go was the best night's sleep that I had. So 
help the listeners throughout the world, because this is a worldwide problem. This is not just something that is happening here in our, you know, the United States. It's happening all over the world where people are using the good book as their vice. Not all people, but some people using it as a form of control. We saw it back in slavery times. We see it now. So, you know, and I told this young lady, I said, be careful how you use the good book, how you speak words, because that person could listen to everything you say, and that person will stay one day too long. And when they do leave, they won't be coming out under their own you know, force, they'll be coming out horizontally in a box or on a gurney or something or the stretcher or something. So give me your, 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 um, what's the word that I want to use? This is a lesson today. So I'm a student and I'm going to sit back and turn the mic over to you because so many people out here are confused and conflicted by this now because they don't want to go against the good book and the Bible, but then they don't make a choice to go in another direction, they're going to stay in that abusive and, and, and harmful place, and they may not make it out breathing. So what, do you, what is your take on this? Because I think that people need to hear another um, viewpoint on this. All right. So the name of your this series, as I saw that you had written, um, is Remember Your Work series, is that correct? Mm-hmm, yes. Okay. So I just want everybody to keep that in mind as we have this conversation tonight. Um, first, I think it's important that everyone understands that their situation is individual and their situation may be different from the next person's situation. Um, some yeah. people together, and, and I'll give you the instance with the B word. You can have two ladies sitting together, um, grew up together, same background, and somebody comes over and calls one of them a B, and one of them could be like, oh, okay, what's up, same to you. And then the other one is highly offended, and, and they get up and they walk away, and the other person is like, well, what's the, what's the problem? I don't understand. I don't understand why you don't see that. All it is is a word. And, and the, you know, they go back in this conversation trying to convince each other um, why it's a good thing to do and why it's not a good thing to do or why it's okay. I think that we have to look at our lives. Um, one thing that I say as a, a motivational speaker, be a part of your own rescue. Um, and I know for when a person is a child, this is not, I'm not talking to children, but I'm talking to adults. And a lot of times as children, when we when people speak to us, it's like you said with your mother, whenever you were getting ready to speak up for yourself, she would come back and she would use that scripture. But then there's also another scripture that says, Fathers, do not provoke your, provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Yes. So people will take the Bible and anything, whether it's the Quran or whatever the case may be, they will use it for their own benefit. You brought up slavery. That's what happened in the days of slavery. They didn't take the entire Bible and dissect it and use it. They found the things that benefited them. 
and that's what people do. That's what abusers do across the board. The things that benefit them, they will take that into make it your weakness. So the first thing I need for everyone to do is to look at your individual life, look at your own life, and see where you are in your life or where you are in your life. And there is in each and every one of us, if we are honest with ourselves, we know if we're happy or sad about something. You know, someone can say something to you in a group of people and everybody is laughing and everybody is feeling good about it, and, and you just have this discomfort or you don't like what it said. Or it, it can be something that reminded you of a previous relationship that they don't know nothing about. It can be something that happened to you as a child that they know nothing about. And when you're looking around, everybody is happy and they're laughing about it, but there's something about it that doesn't sit right with you. And there is always, I don't care what the situation is, there's something in us, and that's something in us, um, I call it like an igniter. And it tells us, uh, it's the indicator is, is the word I'm looking for, the indicator whether we are happy about something or, or whether we're sad about something. So now we're, we're, we're taking our lives and we're looking at our lives as individuals and we're looking at where we are and we're looking at where we want to be because some of us, as we told the story, we're not really where we want to be. I, in, in everything that I've said to you tonight and all of my accomplishments, I am still not where I really want to be. And that's not a bad thing because now I'm focused. I'm endeavoring to get to that place. But if you look at your life and you know that your life has the potential to be better, to be different, to be greater, and you know that there are people around you who um, hinder that, there are people around you that distract you from getting there, then you have to have the conversation with yourself. What are you willing to do to cause that to change. Now, now we're talking about um, they always say that you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family because you were born into a family. You were born into a bloodline. And if we look at how this world is today, there is a lot of abuse in the world today. There's been a lot of abuse forever. I shouldn't even say in the world today. Today it's being exposed. Today it can be seen. Today you hear about it. Today people talk about it. So when you talk about people, when you talk to especially grown individuals, there are men and and women who have been abused. I don't even think that there's a greater. I think that men um, have been abused the same amount as, as women. And yes. they, a lot of times it's not even said just because of the ego, because of the pride, because of the, the um, you know, they feel really bad about it. And because men were taught not to express their feelings and to don't be emotional because if you're emotional, then you're being like a woman. Don't be, be emotional. So a lot of times men don't talk about the abuse that they've experienced, but they've had it just as much as women. Would you agree with that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. A lot of my yeah. Um, yeah. the people that I help and my supporters are males. They are males, and they, they hurt too. And I always tell mm-hmm. people that, sis. I tell them that constantly. You all think that it's just the men, men, men hurting women. No. Men hurt men. Women hurt men. Society hurts men. It's, it's yeah. it, yes, it, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I totally agree. So, so when I say that, you you have to look at where you are. You have to look at 
what what you want to happen in your life. So then uh, go back to what I just said. So we say that um, you get to pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. And if you're in a family and this family is not um, – is celebrating you is a strong word because – some people just don't celebrate because they don't know how to. But if, if you're in the family and you're constantly being put down, you're constantly um, being abused. And I've had tons of conversations with people um, throughout my the, the last couple of years in terms of them being in this situation. And then, and basically what I tell them, they have um, regarding what's best for you. And if what's, what's best for you may be to walk away and not deal with them anymore until you get strong enough to be able to stand up for yourself. Some people find themselves in situations where they can't walk away, but when you find yourself in a situation and you can't walk away, you can't beat yourself up because you can't walk away. So that's why I say you have to look at your life on an individual basis. And and I think, is this how they used to say it when we were little, what's good for the goose is not good, may not be good for the gander? You have to know what's best for you. But I would not tell anyone to stay in the situation. I deal with domestic violence. I deal with it often, and that's mm-hmm. why I say it's the men and the women because I deal with men and women as it pertains to domestic violence. And you should not remain in a situation where you are constantly being abused. Where And, and there's a such thing of physical abuse and there's a such thing of mental abuse. So for me, mm-hmm. uh, the difference for me, um, um, sis, is that I probably would not get in debate with a person who feels they need to school me in terms of a statement that I made. And the reason is because I realize that people, and and, and I get this at work and I get this on a spiritual basis, I get it on a spiritual basis, when people have their mind set up about what they want to say, there is no need in, in going back and forth with them because they come with the mission. They come with the mission, Mm -hmm. and because I realize that, I am not, and this is just me, and this is not by any means um, downing anything that you said. I know you. I know how you operate. I know you and I um, are similar to the two that would, um, like I said, the two sitting together and one calling calls a name, one will respond this way and one will respond to the other. Now, when it comes down to that B word, I will probably respond the, the same way. But my point oh, is, yeah. is that we 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 are similar, but then we're not sim- we're not you know we're similar and we're different, and that's a good right. thing because God created us that way. Just like you say, you balance me and I balance you. There are times you've had to say to me, sis, get rest, sis, don't do that. And there are times when I need had to say to you, sis, bring it in. You know, so that 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 God made us to be different in that way. So if someone feels, I, you know, when a person comes, and I get it often, because anytime you put posts on Facebook, you open yourself to people to start coming to you with their feelings and their thoughts and, and all of that. And then you see there are times when you see this going back and forth on Facebook. I'm like, these people are just not going to get a rest. When you look at it, they're up to like a thousand or something comments with them going back and forth. But in terms right. of us um, being professional 
in terms of us having a responsibility, in terms of speaking life to people and telling people right from wrong the way that we see it, we would definitely be in agreement in saying that you should not stay in a situation and be in a situation where you are not growing, where you are not thriving, and when you feel like you're dying internally. Because there's right. a difference. There's a difference between, um, you know, I grew up, and, and the reason I know this story about my dad in terms of um, uh, standing up for me, because as a teenager I thought my father was so strict. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Everybody else could do what they wanted to do. Now, everybody else lives in single-parent homes. I got a, this mother and father who kept my mother kept me in check and my dad kept me in check. And my father just wouldn't let me do what everybody else's mother or father would let them do. And I came in the house one day. I said, I'm just tired. I'm running away from home. I'm running away because he just doesn't let me do anything. And if you would have come come to me and had a conversation with me about my dad, I would have said he abused. And, it, you know, he abuses me. They probably would have said, well, how does he abuse you? Well, he just doesn't let me do anything. You know, and right. in my mind, that was abuse. And my mother sat me down one day, and she said to me, let me tell you how much your daddy loves you. Let me tell you how much you mean to him. Let me tell you how important you are to him. And that's when she told me the story about how he went and stood up and be where I am today. So we have different um, we have different perceptions in terms of what's bad for us and what's good for us because my my father, I thought he was doing what was bad for me, but now I look at my life now, he was doing what was best for me. Yes. So you have to know within yourself, you if if you don't, going back to what we said, the name of this show is remembering your worth. You have to, everything in you have to, you have to get to the point where you understand the power of self-love. And when mm-hmm. you understand the power, the power of self-love and when you remember your worth, because there was a time in this earth, in this world, at some point that you understood um, that you meant something to somebody. So you have to take on being a part of your own rescue, seeing yourself, looking at your life the way that you desire and know it to be, and then love yourself enough to make a decision based on what you believe is right, whether you are going to go or or stay in a situation that's not going to benefit you or help you. So that that's my response to that. I, I, you know, people who... I don't agree with people who use the Bible, just like I said, let me confirm that, who use the Bible to benefit themselves because that's not what the Bible was meant for. That's not what the Bible is. I don't agree with people who um, are controlling because they're controlling ways. They may never put their hands on you, but that leads to a form of mental abuse. And what it is, a lot of times, especially with us and how we are in this world today, and I am, I'm not a psychologist, um, but most people respond from their, their childhood upbringing. And a person who is going to debate with you in terms of telling you to um, look the other way, and that's probably not what it is or what it is without knowing the entire story. 
Yes, Because now exactly. this person is having a conversation with you and debating what you're saying without not even knowing the entire story. So if you come home, if yes. you're a woman, you come home and your, 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 your man is beating you upside the head, you should say, um, have a conversation with him. Um, you're beating me upside the head and it doesn't feel well. Well, you're just going to agitate him and he's going to beat you upside the head more. So what mm-hmm. the person is saying to you in that situation, it just doesn't make any sense. So you, you have to yes. know. And I guess basically what I'm saying is on an individual basis, you have to know. And I think the purpose of your show and the things that we do is is that we want people to understand the power of loving who they are. Because when you love who you are, you remember your worth, then you can walk your life in purpose, and you will not choose to remain around anybody who does not cause you to thrive. And even when you're in a situation and you feel like there's no way out, just like with you being here tonight, if you feel like if you're in a situation and you feel like there's no way out, this is the time for you to be able to raise your hand because God creates platforms and opportunities for people for people just like yourself where you may not have anybody in your city or your town that you are aware of, but because you are here, you can raise your hand and we can provide information and resources for you that will at least give you a step one. Right. So I think, I think that, that this world is – go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead and finish. I can pull up the no, rear. I was just going to say this world is the way that it is because we do not – we do not love ourselves. We, we, we look for other people to love us. We look for other people to validate us. We look for other people to come and rescue us. And we don't realize that all of that – is already in us, and we have the ability to yes. do it for ourselves. And that's yes. why when you do the differences, when you do get around people who who choose not to abuse you and people who choose to love you and people who cause you to thrive, that's because the thing that's on the inside of us that we all have in common, there's a magnetic force, and we begin to draw each other in 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 the Bible it gives the it causes the baby to leap. So when you're around other people who are not causing you to drive, there there's no magnetic force there. And and the right. thing about it is when you get in purpose, you become magnetic. So now you're drawing mm-hmm. the things and the people to you. And every now and then the weeds will get in there. Somebody will slip in there that doesn't supposed to be in there. But because you love yourself and you understand the power of self-love, then it will reveal it to you and you'll be able to walk away. So right. those are my thoughts. And, and, and this is what I'd like to say. You know, last year, my whole series last year was Know Thy Worth. This year, it's remember your worth. The next year, it will be honor your worth. And um, where that individual was concerned, you know, I said, yeah, we're going to agree to disagree. That's the part that I was going to agree about. But I said what I had to say, and then I left that alone. Because when we're the true leaders that God has anointed to do this path, for us to be silent is not what we can do. We say what we have to say, but we're not going to argue with people who, as you said, already have their preformed, inexperienced, expert 
opinions about everything. And there's nothing worse than people say, well, if I was you, I would do this. Well, you're not me. And you're not the next person who's crying out for help. And for you to say, this is what you need to do. Stay around these people that's hurting you. Just don't stay around them as much. And then you be the light for them. But if you have been in this situation since the day you were born into this world, you don't even realize that you're a light to anybody just yet. And if at some point that individual does not find the right resources or the right guides to bring them from that darkness into the light, they will still be stuck in that situation, which brings me to another point. And this is another situation that I'm seeing there, a few, maybe last year. I never saw so many people on my friend list crop up as doctors in my entire life. There was this organization that started giving out the so-called, you know, you pay a fee and next tomorrow you're a doctor. These people were running around suddenly, everybody, I'm doctor so-and-so. And you all know just because someone carries a title doesn't mean that they earned it. It doesn't mean that they qualified for it. So you have to know who you are getting to fill your empty cup. Because let me tell you something. There's sometimes when you get these people, oh, I'm going to listen to Dr. So-and-so. Dr. So-and-so is filling your cup with lemonade, but maybe it's not lemonade. So you honestly need to understand. See, this is where we differ, you all. I told you all I'm the one that's the rebel on a mission with a cause. The bottom line is that you need to understand who you're getting your information from. One thing, what do I promise you all to my listeners who are on this line right now? I promise you I will never, ever, ever bring you somebody who's going to tell you what you want to hear, and I will never tell you what you want to hear. I promise you I will bring you the experts on here who will tell you what you need to hear. And 10 to 1, it's going to be ugly, and some of you probably smacking your lips right about now and talking back and whatever listening device you're hearing us on, but that's okay. At least you're here and you're involved, and it will be in your psyche somewhere. And like Sister said, when we were out and somebody said that infamous B word, she's right. At some point, we'd get up and walk away, but she'd have to pull me off of their neck. So the bottom line is simple here. We need to know who's filling our cups and what they're filling our cups with. And if you don't know somebody's story, don't give them your, your inexperienced expert opinion because you could kill that person. You could make that person ten times worse than they were. Rule number one, when you're in an abusive household, how dare you talk back and say, let me be your guide and teach you how to act. You're going to wake up and I see you, okay? It doesn't work that way. So you need to understand who you are dealing with, strong as I am, business owner, entrepreneur, leader, the whole nine yards. I looked in the mirror a few years ago and didn't know who the person was looking back at me. I married someone who became a stranger in my house. Instead of him packing his things and leaving, he didn't want to do that. He did everything to me but kill me, and here I stand today. When I grew up in a household with a bunch of family members who chose to either believe one side, to believe one side of a story and then turn a blind's eye, in the last two years, I've had the last people, two people who were my stronghold, said that they reneged. They didn't want to hear what happened. If I felt like telling it, so be it. And, and 
what, 2016, one time too many. Here comes a family member calling me, telling me, hey, you know, when you get to, hey, big sis and blah, 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 you're doing great things all over the world, but you don't talk to your mother. You're being mean to your mother and blah, blah, blah. I rolled down, I said, for, and then she started into the Bible verses. Well, what'd she do that for? I've had 54 years of experience with this. I'm sorry, did you just give me a Bible verse? Okay, let me write these down. Give me a minute. And I gave her a, a Bible verse that was 10 times better. I said, you work in healthcare. What happens when somebody is abused? Is this what you do with your patients? Oh, well, I, the minute that I broke it down to her, everything that I had been through, because she had done that before many years ago. I said, you know what? I'm tired of all of you. The people who I thought wanted to know, they said, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Peace be with you. I'll say a prayer for you too. But don't tell me what's not going on. And then I proceeded to tell her everything that was going on in my mother's life because I haven't cut her off totally. I just can only talk to her through electronic means where there's a record of it. Because if we talk verbally, I could say, well, I hope you have a blessed day. By the time I get home, I've got 10 phone calls. Your mother said you cursed her out. I'm like, what? I said, have a blessed day. What else did you say there? Blah, blah, blah. I don't have to answer to other adults who are minding my business. So there's a rolling record on paper. And I'm saying this and sharing this with you all because sometimes when you don't want to break away totally, but you have to be away far enough so that you can be healthy and healing, this is how you have to keep that connection if you choose to do so. But if that connection is, and there's nothing there, she's going to take her last breath being just as manipulative and nasty as she is. And when I learned that this was a phenomenon called the daughter of a narcissistic mother, and when in 2014 I knew why she hated me so much and why she let other people abuse me, Without getting into that, because this is not my show, but I'm the student here, and I'm talking to the teacher, and I'm talking to you all to prove a point here and to show you all. This is what happens. Now, Sister Marcella has her story. I have mine. Every man died in her life. Everyone in my life turned a blind eye or walked away, not because they didn't love me per se, but because my mother was blocking and they couldn't deal with her. If she knew that I was falling in love with someone, she threatened to call Child Protective Services just so that person would leave me. It didn't matter. She wanted me to be as lonely and isolated as she was. So instead of her dealing with her own demons, she transferred them to me. Now is the time for you all on the line. If you want to join our conversation, feel free to press the number one on your phone, and we will bring you on air. Um, if you'd like to sit back, because some of you have been here the entire time, thank you for staying here with us and um, holding out for our conversation. But if you have something that you want to bring up or ask uh, Minister Marcella or you will have a topic that you want to discuss, feel free to press the number one, and I'll bring you on air. You do not have to give your name if you don't want to. Maybe Sister Marcella knows who you are. If you're some of her uh, supporters for Motivate and Pray. Oh, before we move further, let's talk about your fundraiser for your birthday um, and how people can support you. Oh, okay. Um, we'll talk about that, but I do need to say this um, before we do just to, to, to finalize. Well, not finalize because you're opening the lines and someone may say something. 
you know, going back to what I said as far as everybody understanding their own individual space in terms of knowing what's good for them and what's not going for them, a major part of that forgiveness because the thing mm-hmm. that we know about, that we've come to learn about forgiveness because we didn't always know this. I didn't always know this. When we said forgiveness, we thought that that was saying somebody never did anything to us. But we understand today that forgiveness is what we do for ourselves. So we forgive right. individuals regardless of what they're doing to us. Um, that Forgiving them does not mean that we are uh, saying that they that we're parting what they've done or anything like that, but the forgiveness comes to release it from ourselves. And see what what yes. happens to a lot of people when they find themselves in these situations. The reason they can't even uh, get a glimpse of clarity or courage to be able to move forward because there's so much unforgiveness in their hearts. I find out for myself is when I choose to forgive. It opens my heart, it opens my mind, and I get clarity concerning certain things. So in terms of being in a place and in a space where you're dealing with people who choose to treat you um, wrong or do things and say things to you, make sure that, number one, that you, um, we talked about understanding the power of self-love, being a part of your own rescue, but all, and knowing mm-hmm. your individual space and place, don't compare yourself to what other people are doing or what other people are saying, but you must walk in that area of forgiveness for yourself, not for the other mm-hmm. person, not for the other people, but understand the power of when you release stuff from your heart and your spirit, it gives you clarity and the ability to be able to see things in a better light and a, and a bigger magnitude, and then you can have the courage to be able to make some changes in your life. So I did want to share that because uh, forgiveness is, is major and is huge, and especially for us, and I know it for women, and it probably affects men in the same way, but for women, when we continue to hold on to the forgiveness, unforgiveness, it becomes bitter and it causes sickness in our bodies because what we're doing is all of this stuff, you're allowing it to grow on the inside of you and it's birthing um, sickness and disease and all of those things. And you don't want to do that because when you hold on to stuff, you're still giving that other power, other person power over you. Mm-hmm. So just do, mm-hmm. do understand the power of forgiveness for yourself. And that, that and, ties you back know, into that self-love piece. Mm-hmm. And because you ahead, brought sis. that up, you know, I, I, I wanted to read a piece from my book, um, Silent Noise Lip Service. And we're going to talk about your books, too, in a minute. Um, but because you brought that up, and I, I say this because when I say that I didn't cut my family off totally. I talk to them on social media. I just can't be in them in their presence physically. So if they're sick, I wish them well. I pray for them every single day. But forgiveness is what frees me. I can't mm-hmm. live. I saw what it did to my mother for her to still talk about the same things that happened more than 60 years ago, and I can still tell you everything. She'll still bring it up right now today if you all sat down with her. I'm like, you need to let this stuff go. It's ridiculous. Move forward. But that's if, if it doesn't happen, all I can do is pray 
and keep it moving for me because I have enough on my plate right now. So this is my piece that I did call forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things to do. I'll never forget the hurt created by you. You knew what you were doing. Please don't try to deny. I saw the light in your eye as you stood there and watched me cry. At the time, you didn't care that you left me broken and in despair. Now you're the now you want forgiveness, and why should I care? You called me dirty names and laughed in my face. Now you're the one in that vulnerable place. So tell me, what do you think I should do? Follow your lead or give in to your pathetic pleas? The mental scars you left me, you cannot erase. How pitiful you look with tears running down your face. How does it feel when the tables are turned? You played with fire, now you're the one burned. Oh, well, I guess there's only one thing to do. Just three simple words. I forgive you. And at the end, I wrote, forgiveness leads to freedom. And that's the one thing that so many people don't understand, that when we hold on to things, not only do we give our perpetrators power, but we become our own chains holding us back. So for those of you who are on the line, now would be the time for you to press number one on your phone if you want to join in our conversation. We have a few moments left in our program. Uh, You are welcome. If you want to just say hello to Sister Marcella, feel free. Press the number one, and I will bring you on air. If you're in our show chat room, 646-478-4726 is our call-in number. Feel free. People are still jumping on. Welcome to you if you have something on your spirit or your soul. If you need Sister Marcella to pray for you tonight, I'm hoping that she will pray us out. Um, I do want you to, if you feel if you feel the, the need to or you want to, because there's never any pressure here, because I see you in our call query, so I know that you're here. So, again, the thing is that you are here and you're listening, and that's what matters the most. We're not here to see how many people can get on air. We're not here to see how many people. I don't do the numbers game like that. If we're helping one person, then our job is well done. So, again, if you'd like to join in, press the number one on your phone, but we're going to turn it back over to Sister Marcella because she is an author, And I was looking on your page, and I said, wait, some of these books even I've missed, so I'm going to have to get on me some Amazon and start ordering some things. Um, But tell us about, oh, my gosh, how many books do you have now, five, six? I I have three that are out, and then one that's coming up next month, and then um, um, I'm redoing another um, one probably by the beginning of August. So um so let me well we started out you asked me for the for about the fundraiser that I was doing. Let me say something on that because I started talking about the forgiveness. But so, yeah. so Facebook lets you do this um fundraiser thing that I'm really not that familiar with because I kinda jacked it up. But um yes, you did. I guess when your birthday <laughs> When your birthday comes, they let let you pick a nonprofit organization that you want to do a fundraiser for. 
So I saw it one day, and I think I clicked on it to do it, but then I didn't finish it, go all the way through, and then they showed it to me again, and I thought that it would become the one that I clicked on before that, and it didn't. It created a brand, another another one. So there are two out there uh, floating around, but I think they're showing this, the one that's being seen now is the one um, that you are not a part of this. Um, and it is, um, it, it says for my birthday, and it's uh, for Motivate and Pray. So if anyone wants to um, join me as a birthday gift to Motivate and Pray, a birthday gift from me to Motivate and Pray, all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, and you'll see the birthday um, fundraiser that's on there. You can give a dollar, you can give five dollars, you can give a million dollars, whatever um, you choose to give, and it will definitely go um, to a worthy cause because Motivate and Pray is doing some amazing things, and we are community-based centered, and everything that you do um, will be a blessing to us. So now, moving forward with my book. So I have the first book I did in 2015 is uh, based around self-love. And um, all of the books that I've done are uh, collaborations, um, which means that I have a chapter in a book with other people. And I love doing these collaborations because they get my feet wet in terms of um, learning the whole uh, authoring process, and, and sis, I know you've done this um, already and you know it, but this was a way for me to just um, learn about the, the publishing process, to get connected to some other amazing people, because uh, one of the book is men and women, but the others are all women, and just, you know, expose myself to some other lanes because of the compilers of the books that I may have not um, had an opportunity to um, be exposed to. So the first one I did, uh, it was a book that was written because the compiler had a passion for young girls who had been bullying. And she asked us to write a chapter um, about that that we would, you know, tell to a young lady. And that first one for me was self-love. Um, and because I believe self-love is not selfish, I believe that, um, as I said earlier, that one reason the world is in the state that it is in is because we don't love ourselves. We've been taught to look to other people and other things for love. We, we, we've been taught to measure a person's love based on certain things that they do, and we have really not been taught the value of self-love. And in this, this book, in this chapter, I, I said, what if we, in, from being in the kindergarten all the way to the 12th grade, that we had uh, a class, just like we have math, just like we have science, just like we have English, but it was a class on self-love, just how powerful we would be today. Um, so that book is, that chapter is on self-love. And then the next one that I did, um, Big, Big Blessings, Big, big, bold, and beautiful blessings, and I know I'm saying that wrong. Um, I know it's BBB. But that book um, is with men and women in my chapter, and that book was called is called My Favorite Was My Fear. And I talk about uh, this famous poem that I loved all the time by Marianne Wilson, and she talked about us not playing small and that we were created to shine, and I always said that was my favorite um, um, 
quote and favorite uh, poem, but yet I did everything uh, subconsciously. I did everything that was opposite, that I walked in fear. I played small. I did the things that I say I wouldn't do because I did not want my light to shine. So that that chapter talks about uh, the birthing of motivate and pray of how I tried to keep it small when it was screaming that it wanted to thrive and shine, and that's what my chapter is about there. And then um, the third one that I just recently released in April is called um, the book itself is life after the um, life after the aftermath, and I talk about life after divorce. I talk about um, being a divorced woman, how I had to go through the different processes I had to go through, and also uh, I talk about how I just longed for my mother's life as a mother and a wife, and when I didn't get that, um, how it affected me. And then this last one that's coming out for July is on people-pleasing. And the co-author of this one, um, she wanted us, it's, it's a diary. It's the diary of a people pleaser. And we talk about how we, in our lives, we were people pleasers and the different things that we've done. And mine, just to give you a little bit of it, talks about how I chose to stay uh, for a short period of time with the man who told me he didn't want me anymore and he had, he created another family. But because I was trying to make everybody around me happy and please them and do what made them happy and do what what they wanted, I suffered um, in silence for a very long time, dying on the outside until I came to the point that I realized that I was worth so much more. So those are the ones that um, are official right now, and I'm grateful to have um, to have been a part in all of the collaborations. Um, I get the credit from the collaborations where my books are purchased from my website, and if you go onto my website and you click on the store, you will see all of the books listed there, and if you choose to purchase a book, um, it will be sent to you autographed copies. Uh, along with uh, my spirit of love and prayer. So those are the books, sis. And the the title of the one is Belief, Boldness, Big Blessings. Is that the one big you were talking belief, about with the belief, bees? Big boldness, belief, big boldness, big blessings. Yes, that's the one, yes. That's it. So again, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sis. No, I said, yeah, that's the one that I was talking about, that my favorite was my fear. Yeah, I said it was my favorite, but it was really my fear. And um, so. I want to uh, tell you all again, you know, I just said know who's filling, who's filling your cups. And again, you know, Sister Marcella is a, a new, uh, I always say tax-exempt, 501c3 IRS approved nonprofit yeah. because a lot of them are, are cropping up as well. People who are getting to be nonprofits according to the state, but that does not make them a 501c3 tax exempt nonprofit. So you also have to do your homework and know again, I don't have any mess on my shows, so I'm telling you here. 
And I always tell people, if you don't hear me endorse them personally or they're not on my show and I'm introducing you to them personally, don't you believe that I have anything to do with it? But tonight, let me tell you something. This sister worked hard for this and to uh, put together. I tell anybody that they have several choices now to become a nonprofit, but when you put your heart and soul into it, and you get into that thing called Guide Star, which is considered the Bible of nonprofits, uh, you yeah. know that you have arrived. And yeah. I don't endorse any organization who I can't find a record of them and the places where we're supposed to be. Now, maybe they're hung up in the system or whatever. When I see them show up and I know that they are legitimate, then I introduce them to you. And I always say that your donations are uh, tax deductible to the fullest extent of current tax laws. Okay? I like for you all to know that. There's a difference when you're giving to a nonprofit or when you're giving to an IRS-approved tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit. Big difference. So you need to do your homework and be vigilant in that. So I just wanted to add that little plug in there so that you all know that when you give, and I'm, don't worry about it, I'm going to help Sis out and get her, her little sites and things together for her things. Because I was like, wait, I, I, this can't be right. <laughs> I, was, I sent her a cute little message, Sis. And I'm like, well, you did what? But there is a way that you can um, keep them. Because all of mine are on the sidebar, on my left sidebar. So whichever one I want to reactivate, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Now I'll, I'll walk you through all of that. Um, okay. I'll walk you through all of that. And um, Facebook is really good about helping nonprofits. Once you um, get on their uh, nonprofit um, sites and things, um, they have a lot of resources for you um, that can help. But we'll talk about that at another time. So for those of you on the line, you want to say hello to Sister Marcella? You have a question, comment? You need a prayer? Now is the time for you to press number one. We're coming down the wire to the end of our show. Um, if you want to just say hello or you want you have something on your spirit, press the number one on your phone. No pressure, but I have to say it because, you know, the minute that I say, oh, we've got like 2.2 minutes, then everybody wants to talk. So, if you want to say something now, now is the time. Um, it's a lot of you on here. I'm trying to scroll up and down my call query. But, again, if you'd like to talk, now is the time for you to do it. Because once I ask Sister Marcella to pray us out, that will be the last thing that you hear for this program. But what I want us to do right now is have a moment of silence. Self-reflection. I always say this at my shows that we have these times where I just stop talking suddenly, and prayerfully, it's not for a technical difficulty. It's that time that I give you to reflect upon what you have heard up to this moment and see where you can apply it in your lives. But this is that time when uh, so many things have happened. We'll probably have Sister Marcella back to talk about this new thing that's coming out of media is really up, showing up now about suicides. And so many people are talking about uh, all of these celebrities. But I did a post a few days ago because I want you all to remember that there are people who are crying out in silence who post every single day, 
who are friends on your list of followers or, or whomever. And so many people, they just click a like or something just to be clicking it. They have no clue what the person just said or anything. Some people have probably clicked on the show and walked away. They're cooking dinner. They're playing outside in the yard with the dog. They're doing all of these things, but they want to say, hey, I was, on, I was listening to the show. I chimed in, but were you listening? So, again, these are the types of things that you have this moment to remember you, to honor you. I give you all a few moments to do this in pretty much every show that I do. I want you all to take time to, as we said, remember your worth, whether you're male, female, young, old, it doesn't matter. Whether you're single in a relationship, it doesn't matter. You need to remember that you are a precious gem on the face of this earth. I always say, guess what? No matter the shape, size, color, cut, clarity, or inclusions, a diamond is still a diamond. And you need to understand that. So shine brightly, everyone. Shine brightly. So Sister Marcella, um, I'm just going to call you sis because I'm trying to be all formal and it's not working for me and my psyche. No, that's you know I am okay with that You know I am so okay with that Oh I'm like Okay no it's not working for me but You oh, know what before Let me um, I when, when I looked at The name of the show When it says remember your worst series I was doing something I had to write something earlier today So I was doing writing I said let me look up um, remember, 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 remember. So listen to these definitions for the word remember. Uh, it says to bring to mind or think of again, to keep in mind for attention or consideration, to retain in the memory, to have a recollection. And then this last one that I am going to read made me sit all the way up in my chair. It says, that remember, remember the facts until the test is over. And I was like, okay, God. And I just want to say, because that stood out so much to me today, I just want to say to someone who is under the sound of my voice and listening to this, I don't know what your situation is today. I don't know what you're experiencing. I don't know what your day was like. I don't know what your year thus far has been like. But I want you to use that word to remember, to remember that time, because there was a time, and for some of you it may have been 10 years ago. Some of you it was last week. Others of you it was when you were a little child, and you felt like, you were not going to make it. You, you Things were not going to pan out the way that you wanted them to. You didn't know what was, going to, what was going to happen. But the fact that you are still here today lets me know that at some point in your life you dealt with some challenges and you dealt with some tests, but you remembered the facts until the test was over. And the facts are simply this. God loves you unconditionally. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan, a purpose, and a design specifically for you. And no matter what has happened in your life, God has not changed his mind. 
concerning the purpose that he has for you today. So if I, if you don't remember anything else that I've said here today, I want you to remember the facts until the test is over. And tonight, write down the facts concerning who you are. Write down the facts concerning where you want to go. Write down the facts, remembering how much uh, God loves you and how important it is for you to love yourself. If you remember the facts until the test is over, you'll be able to stand strong and embrace anything that God has called for you to, to do. So I just wanted to share that, sis. And I'll tell you this, sis, you brought that up, and um, it was just last week. I'll tell you, it was, yeah, it was about last week. I was talking to a coworker, and I said, you know, I said I was going through something a while ago, maybe a year or so ago, and I said, I, I brought up you. I said, you know, my big sis, you know, she decided to send me something. She said, promise me you're going to listen to it. Promise me you're going to listen to it. And I said, okay, I will. And I guess she knew that I had listened to it because when you were going through a trial and you had asked me to host your show, Motivate and Pray, well, this woman sent me my own show for me to listen to my own words. And sometimes, you know, we I can be great for everybody else. I said, who does that? I'm like, how are you going to send me my own words for me to listen to myself? <laughs> It made perfect sense, of course, because, yeah, I needed to hear those words, and it just so happens that I was the one that had spoken them prior to. And um, I was sharing it with a coworker because every day it's interesting and trying times, and I said, you know, she sent me my own words. And from that point, I have remembered what she did more so than the program itself. But the one thing that still resonates is that I said, you know what? I said, you know, so many people talk about how God awful everything is. They have to learn how to be God awesome in everything that you do, no matter what it is. In your darkest hour, you need to remember that the sun will shine again. And I get up and I'm on the road before 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm on the road on my way to work. Have over an hour's drive one way. And each day, that's my time to have a little talk with Jesus. And I come up with some of the darndest things, you know, sis might pop in my mind. And I'm like, you know, who gives somebody their own show and tells them to listen to it? Who does that? You know, I could be riding down Georgia Avenue somewhere on my way to the district, and that'll pop in my head. So you have to remember the things that matter the most. You have to remember the things. So many of us, we, we're quick to remember everything that's hurt us. We're quick to remember everything that's brought us down. We are quick to remember everything that we need to try to forget. What you need to remember is the lesson from that experience. But the actual event itself, at some point, it's going to fade. Every single time I do a speaking engagement, I tell people that at some point I'm going to stop speaking about my abusive marriage and all of that, because it's going to wear its time out. And I'm at a different point in my life now. And next year, I'm looking forward prayerfully. When I get that paper, that last bit of paper, I'm going to get together my sisters. We're already planning on a road trip. I just want to know, sis, what you want to do? Ride across the East Coast or ride across America? I want a group of us to get together and just have a girl's time away to celebrate that milestone. Because that's it for me. I'm not going to school anymore. I'm not planning on it. 
I will be teaching after that probably full time, but um, I want us to do something because that's no what I'm going through now, people, trust me. When you go to school full-time, you work, you run a nonprofit full-time, you do talk shows, you do speaking engagements. I don't have time in my life to be unhappy about anything. And as long as I have breath in my body, I'm going to keep doing shows just like this. And I promise you, we're going to have Sister Marcella back probably in the year of 2026. But, you know, it took us this long to get to this point. So, you know, 2026, you know, you can probably, you know, expect to see her back on the show, you know, somewhere around in there. So put that on your calendar, oh, you know, get God. one of those electronic ones and just put it on your calendar. And um, <laughs> how long did it take us? It took us years. So, yeah, 2026 sounds pretty good to me. So <laughs> I told you all, I'm the one that, ha- that has no sense whatsoever. She's the grounded one, you know. She's very even when she's laughed, she's refined. You know me. <laughs> Excuse us, y'all. You don't understand. <laughs> Again, Sister Marcella's about to pray us out as soon as she stops laughing. So, um, again, this is what this show is all about. Just so you all know, whatever happens, happens. These shows are never scripted. Don't know what's going to come out and what's going to happen. You know, could have a thunderstorm, lightning could knock out everything. Who knows? But whatever time. God gives us to be together, we're going to make the best of it. And as I said, I promise you, I'll bring you the best of the best. And my big sis is one of the best. And we know that there's room at the top for everyone. We want you to get to that point. You know, you don't have to thank me. Don't be doing that while we're on air. Anyway, y'all know she doesn't have to thank me ever. But anyway, if you want to, if you have a question or comment, now is the time for you to hit number one on your phone. If not, I'm going to count down from 10. If you don't want to press the buttons, then we're going to have her pray us out. This has been another anointed event. Took me a couple years, you know, eh, maybe a decade, not not too long, to get her here. And I promise you that we will have her back Um in two weeks, uh, Sister Marcella, if you're free, I think it's on the 26th. I'm having a return guest. I believe that you were on the call when he was on many years ago, back in 2014. I think you had chimed in. But back then he was a reformed domestic violence abuser. And um, what a difference those four years has made in his life. Um, gentleman is coming on to talk about Something that we've forgotten all about, and that's HIV and AIDS. And um, we don't hear about it anymore. Nobody ever talks about it anymore. Maybe in some of your areas, we don't hear about it here. They're talking about everything mm-hmm. else under the sun, but something that's on a rise at an alarming rate. And I'm calling together all of the leaders that I know who need to hear this program because um, – Big difference from being a husband and a father and an abuser to being a reformed abuser to where he is now and how he's advocating for HIV and AIDS. His story is amazing. Last week, um, I think I sent you that show for you to listen to. That was just a yeah, prelude. I listened to it. Yeah, to and I listened to it too. I, I think I was on it live. I listened to it live. 
I think I was on it live. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. I think when you sent it to me, I think I was on it. Yeah, I think I was on it live. It was last week, right? Yeah, last week because I wanted you mm-hmm. to um yeah, get a I feel for what would be happening this I just week. Had, I just had it playing in the background wherever I was. Yeah. I don't remember where I was. Yeah, I think I was on I think when you sent you sent it to me, but I had a I think I was on it live. Yeah. Yeah. But um again, this is something for all of the leaders and if you're a parent listening or someone who's in a relationship, out of a relationship thinking about getting into one soon, you really do need to be here on the 26th on our show on the 26th to um get some very enlightening information and if we don't start talking about this again people our children our next generation they're going to forget all about it and um, i don't know whether it's by design that society has decided to put that under wraps right now they're all worried about their opioid epidemic but again um hiv is running rampant especially in the african-american community and no one's reporting that and when i say rampant we thought it was a problem before it's even worse now but nobody mm-hmm. knows that because nobody's sharing that information. So, again, uh, for those of you who are on the line, um, I'm going to do my usual closing, and then I'm going to turn it over to Sister Marcella. So I'm going to do the countdown. If you'd like to, a question or comment or you just want to uh, say hello to my guest this evening, my dear sister Marcella D. Moore, press the number one on your phone. Uh, you'll have until I count down to the number one, and then I'm going to give my closing mantra, and then I'm going to turn it over to her to pray us out. Um, but again, um, in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. I want to thank you all for being here. You all have been sitting here faithfully. Um, as always, I pray each and every one of you enough. I pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. And I pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I pray you enough smiles to turn the frowns that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door or coming your way from this very moment and beyond. Oh, Sister Marcella, before we jump into that is there any contact information you'd like to share so that our listeners can uh, reach out to you? Yes, they can find me on all social media at Sella D Motivate. And then my website is uh, MarcellaDMore.com. And, again, the website is where they can purchase the books and find out about any information or upcoming events, but they can also join us um, every Saturday morning at the 8 o'clock a.m. hour for our weekly Motivating Prayer Empowerment and Prayer Call. Um, So those are the ways that they can reach out to me if they choose to do so. And I just want you to know that the first Saturday that was free, maybe two or three Saturdays ago, I was up early and I got on that call and it didn't connect. And then I went online and it said, no show this week. Oh, if you had saw my face, I was like, but, but I'm here. I'm like, she knows that I don't have any time right now, but I'm here this week. Oh, my feelings were crushed. Okay. I just want you to know. Yes. I'm going to have to take a I picture apologize. next time that I, I get in, that um, face. I- I was in Indianapolis 
and it was a snowstorm, and we were all on a party bus. Um, and I was on the party bus with women who did not believe like I believe. So it just not it wasn't um, it wasn't a wisdom move to attempt to do the call because you know I do the call anywhere from anywhere. I have done them my call mm-hmm. from anywhere. But um, this we had a, we were stuck on the bus because uh, the it was a snowstorm there. And um, unfortunately, you know, I had to cancel the call. You know, that's not something that I do. I will do a five-minute call before I cancel it. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to let you know, though, I was so proud to be on. I said, she's going to hear me say, Marilyn is here. And I'm like, what? What do you mean there's no call? I went back to my my little world of obscurity, and I was like, "Well, well, well, I said, God, you and your jokes. And I was happy as I could be. I said, I'm going to be on there today. But, um, yeah. So <laughs> I just want you to know I was there. Well, thank you for being there. <laughs> I'll be back to normal after this time next year. I will be so close to the finish line. I'm so ready to be done and to get back to a more normal schedule of being hectic and doing the things that I know that I love to do. But um, I love doing this right now, so um, just have that on your your um, have some time open so that you can go on whatever adventure we're gonna go on next year. I think I want to make okay. it like a retreat or something. So um, as soon as I get all that together, I'll let everyone know. But this ends our program. Um, I'm gonna turn the mic over to Sister Marcella to do one of the things that I love about her the most. I can speak, I can write, I can defend you in court, but what I can't do is pray like she can. I can pray, but not like she can. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to make pretend. I think you all would want to pick her to pray for you over me. But um, I'm going to turn the mic over to you, sis, so that you can um, close out uh, our program. Well, let me say say thank you again for just allowing me to come and and have this conversation with you. Um, We had a conversation. It was a good conversation, and I am blessed to be here. Um, I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to catch up and and connect um, like this. So, um, again, and I wish you God the best. You know that I'm praying for you. You are such an inspiration at the age of 54 going to law school school and doing it, doing it and doing it well. Um, I just, my hat is off to you and I thank you, um, you know, just for so much because that, that's an amazing thing. And for being able to work full time, going to law school, still making time to be able to speak life to people, um, my hat off to you tonight. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of this assignment with you. So we're just going to go ahead and pray and and thank God for um, just everything that he has done and what he's doing. So most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day that you have made. And as your sons and daughters, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for another opportunity to engage in conversation and talk about the things that are relevant in this day and season. And God, we pray that every word that was released 
here, God, that it falls on good soil and good ground, and that everyone under the hearing, whether they are here live or listen to the replay, that they will take a moment and dissect and listen, God, to the words that were shared here tonight, and that they would get something that will help empower them to be better in their lives. We thank you for loving us unconditionally. We thank you for being our God and just allowing us to walk this earth doing the thing that you purposed and designed for us. We thank you, God, just for the relationships that you have built for us and that the, the ability that you give us to see the love that we have on the inside of ourselves. And, God, I lift up everyone who is struggling tonight. God, whatever the struggle may be, Tonight, as a family, as brothers and sisters, we touch and agree together, lifting up each other, asking you to have your way in our lives, God. Those who are, their hearts are heavy and they feel broken and wounded. I thank you for the garment of praise, for the spirit of heaviness. I thank you for just moving upon their lives, encouraging them and strengthening them, God, in everything that they say and do. I thank you for sending the right people around them, people who speak life to them, people who cause them to thrive. God, those who are struggling relationships, I thank you for giving them the courage to stand up and to make their exit plan, oh God, to do and live the life that you've called them to do. So we thank you so much for everything that you are. We thank you for allowing your light to shine upon us. We thank you for allowing us to be the salt in the earth. We thank you for allowing our lights to shine in the earth. And as we continue to move forward in this day, we pray divine safety upon each and every one of us today. So we thank you so much for C. Maria Wall, God, and for the life that you've given unto her and the assignment that is on her life, God. We thank you for the ability to fulfill the assignment and for your grace and mercy being upon her as she walks out this this school journey that she's on today. Father, we thank you for everything, all of the countries that she called out at the beginning of the call and the states that she called out that, that are represented. God, we pray that you show up in an awesome way in each and every one in the name of Jesus. So we fill our time together thanking you for being the great God that you are. We yield our members unto you, dear God, saying continue to use us for your glory so that you would have your way in this life in us and through us, God. In Jesus' name we pray and we say thank you. Amen. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you so much for being here, sis. And um, for those of you who don't know what FOCUS Females stands for, FOCUS is a trademarked acronym, a registered trademark. It stands for Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. And I believe that we have done this this evening. We do great things individually, but when we come together, we can rule this world. We can make it a better place, and we're doing that. So I tell you, I was so elated when she said that she had today open. I'm like, how about next week? You know, I had to get her on that calendar quickly because we won't see her until 2026 the next time. So (laughs) this has been a blessing to me. (laughs) She's laughing, but she knows it's true, you all. I can't catch up with her. 
And she said, and she said, oh, I didn't know you were still doing shows. I'm like, well, what? what? <laughs> I'm like, sis, I'm on every week. <laughs> I love her to death because she's on her mission. And she she said it just as carefree. I didn't know you were still doing it. Well, what, what, what? You know, I just love her to death. And she knows me. I'll get that blank stare looking. I describe how I'm looking at the screen when she says something to me. So, um, but I'm so glad that you made the time for me today. You know how big sisters kick the little sister around? That's how it happens, you all. So, I love her to life. <laughs> love you, too. Love you, too. Thank you so much for being here, everyone here. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Again, you can find Cella D on every single social media site out there. She's on a lot more than I am because I'm not getting on all of them. So um, it's been a wonderful blessing, sis. I just want to thank you. I can't thank you enough. Go get your rest. I'm going to follow you. (laughs) Get ready to get mine Mm -hmm. because 3 o'clock will be here before I know it. But this right uh-huh. here, I wouldn't have missed this for the world, sis. I, I would stay here on the phone with you till midnight if I had to. I only need two hours <laughs> short sleep, Sandra, you know. So, <laughs> so good night, sis. Be well. Be blessed. Um, you have a great you remainder too. of your weekend, y'all. Love you to life. Everyone, you know what? We're just a phone call, a message, or uh, email, whatever you need away. If you need that, that help, then reach out, and I promise you that someone will be there to grab your hand. So until next time, be well, be blessed. Thank you all for being here, sis. I will see you on the other side of social media. Have a wonderful evening, and thank you, thank you, thank you again. Love you, love you, love you. Love you, too. Good night, everyone. Have a blessed evening. Good night. Good night. I get lost in your words, it feels so good.